0: Welcome to the preaching podcast. I'm Paul Robinson, and I hope you're having a good day. I hope the podcast makes it an even better day. Uh, you know what? The Christian life is often compared to a race, isn't it? It's, it's kind of all throughout the the Bible, well, the New Testament. It's compared to a race, and that's what the message is all about today running the race uh the title of this message is running to win you know when someone competes in a race well why do they compete in a race just because it's fun no because it's not necessarily fun that's for sure it's a lot of work it's it's grueling it's difficult it's no they run because they want to win you know why does anybody play sports they want to win they want to win and so that's what this message is about. It's running. We're, we're all in the Christian race together, but really we, we should desire to run to win, to attain the prize. That's what this message is about. Now, this message was preached during the the pandemic back in 2020. It's from uh, It was preached on May 24th, 2020. And so we are in the midst of this shutdown. Our church was actually shut down. We were only doing live stream services. We did that for about 10 weeks. It was horrible because we didn't get to see anybody. Uh, so here I am preaching behind the pulpit at Northside, but nobody's in the room. They're just live streaming it, and people are watching at home. Believe me, it was weird. It really was. But that's when this message was preached. And I know it's going to be a great blessing. So I uh, hope you'll be attentive and I hope it'll be inspiring. And so without further ado, here's the message, running to win. You know what, the Olympics is no joke. Runners who are good enough to make it to the Olympics, they are excited to be there, but trust me, they are not content just to compete. No, they wanna win. They are there to win. Winning a bronze or silver medal, you know, that's nice, but they want the gold. They want that gold medal hanging around their neck. They came representing their country, and they want to make their country proud. It would be ridiculous if an Olympic runner did not have the desire to win. I mean, why, why even run? Why even compete if you didn't even want to win? You know what? The Bible compares a Christian life to a race. And if you're a Christian, then you have entered the race. This race, however, is more like a marathon than a sprint. This race will last until God takes you home. That's right, every day you wake up, you're getting back in the race. However, some runners, you know, they don't seem to want to win. They are content to just, you know, do a light jog or walk. They're slow, take their time. And some have given up completely. Let me ask you, have you become weary in your race? Do you need some motivation? Well, good, because that's exactly what this message is all about tonight. The New Testament gives us four wonderful truths when it comes to running. Four truths from four uh, passages in the New Testament, and we're going to look at these tonight. So first of all, here's the first truth tonight. Don't run just because. Run to win. And this is this passage here that we've read tonight, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. The Apostle Paul here plainly states that where there may be many runners in a race, only one runner will win. Now, I understand that there's, you know, usually three winners, because you have bronze, silver, you know, you have third, second, third place. But really, there is really only one winner, and that is first place. You know, it has been said that second place is the first place loser. <laughs> that's, or second place is the first loser. And, and that's really true. You know, if you get second, it's really frustrating. You know why? Because you were that close <laughs> to, to first place. Uh, it's very frustrating. And if you get bronze, it's like, oh, okay, I guess bronze is all right. No, no, no. You want to be first. You want to win. There's only one real winner. And, and here he says, so run that ye may obtain. In other words, run to win. Why? Well, he gives two main reasons. Two main reasons. First, run to get the incorruptible crown. That's in verse 25. The incorruptible. He says they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, something that doesn't last. But we, an in incorruptible. You know, this crown is referring to eternal life and everlasting rewards. We are not running for a mere medal and recognition by people. We are running for eternal rewards in heaven and recognition from Almighty God. You know what? Hearing well done from your teammates and your fans, that's great, but hearing well done from God, that is much greater. That's something worth living for. That's something worth striving for. We don't want that corruptible crown that fades away. We want that incorruptible crown. Now I have here... This is uh, my Olympic gold medal when I ran in the. I'm just kidding. This is not Olympics. Okay, there's no way I could do that. No, this is a, a medal I won when I was in high school, my senior year, uh, and I, this is first place. Doing about the only thing I'm good at doing—that's preaching. Amen. I love preaching, and I got to tell you about this. When I uh, here's the ribbon, so I got a ribbon and a medal. This is a CACS. That is the Colorado Association of Christian Schools topical preaching. First place, 2008, and I have to tell you, um, when I was growing up, obviously, if you've known me, you know that I, I've loved, uh, I've always wanted to preach, be a preacher, ever since I was like, I don't know, two or so, I always wanted to be a preacher, I looked up to my dad, and, and he taught me how to preach, and he, uh, as I was growing up, he taught me how to preach, and uh, every year when I was in high school, I went to a Christian school, we would, we'd have a CACS, uh, it was 7th grade and up, and so every year I'd preach. I'd preach every year. And man, I would preach my heart out, preach my heart out, I'm going to get first, I'm going to win. And I never placed. I I never even placed. I never even made third place until my senior year. And I got up there and I'm like, this is it, I'm going to, and I preached my heart out and I won first place. Now that, I can't tell you how satisfying and wonderful that is to be able to win. After all those years of hard work, and preaching, and preaching, and preaching, and getting nothing, and finally winning first place. Oh, that felt really, really good. It was wonderful. But guess what? This medal, um, I had to go find it and dig it out, because I, I, uh, I just it's been sitting up in my room for, for years, collecting dust. It's, it's temporal, you know, it is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fade away, and it's, it's, it, this is not eternal reward. It's not going to last forever, and so you might have something in your life. You might say, oh, yeah, I got that old bowling trophy when I you know, won the bowling league, and it, it might be sitting in your basement or in your attic, or maybe you got a trophy case. I don't know, but it's not eternal. It's temporary. It fades away, and, uh, you know, it, it's, not, it's really not that important. I mean, this is important to me, right? Uh, that award might be important to you, but let me tell you how much better it is to to uh, run in the Christian life, to run the race, and to win, uh, to win in life, and to have eternal rewards, and everlasting rewards that will never fade away, and uh, to have that that uh, well done, thou good and faithful servant from God. That's that's a much greater reward. Amen. Amen. Secondly, we need to run so that we will not be a castaway. That's what he says in verse uh, 27. He says, Lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. And that word means not standing the test, not approved. In other words, this is a runner who has been disqualified from the race. You know, it's one thing for a runner to quit the race, but it's another thing to be disqualified. You know what? Uh, Many Christians, they've quit the race. You might even know somebody who has quit their race. They might say something to you like, Oh yes, I used to go to church. Oh yes, the Bible. I used to read the Bible. Hey, I used to teach Sunday school. Used to. They've quit. They've quit their race. But if a Christian has been disqualified, it's because they've brought shame to the name of Christ. And God often, He just takes them home. He just says, Okay, that's enough. You're coming home. After all, that's what disqualification means. You're out of the race. You're out. Wow, that's that that's really sad. And so, let me encourage you tonight. Don't run just because, you know, you're in the race. But don't run just oh well, I'm in the race, so I gotta no run to win, run to win. Secondly, tonight, run with patience, run with patience. This takes us to Hebrews chapter twelve. So turn there, Hebrews chapter twelve. This is where Pastor was reading this morning message this morning, and I want us to notice a few things. Uh, this is such a, really, uh, every one of these passages, we preach just a whole sermon on every one of these passages tonight. We're kind of just scratching the surface. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of her faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now remember, the race we are in is a marathon. It lasts your whole life. Some may be closer to the finish than others, but we're all still in the race. If you are alive, you're in the race. And since it's such a long race, we have to run with patience. Now, I've never run a marathon. I don't know if you have. I think I would drop dead before I made it to the finish line. All right? Because you know you had to do it as a marathon. You have to pace yourself. Pace yourself. You can't be like, oh, I'm going to win this marathon and run as fast as you can the whole time. You're going to die. Okay? You have to pace yourself. Take it slow. you got to... Bring it down to a light jog. You've got you to pace yourself. If you're going to finish, I mean, you can sprint, and you're not going to make it very long. No, you're not going to make it very long. You've got to pace yourself. You have to be patient. You've got to be patient. You can't run a marathon in 30 minutes. It's going to take several hours, all right? It's going to take a while. And so you've got to pace yourself so that you do not wear out your body because you have limits, and you know what? We've got to pace ourselves in the Christian life, in the Christian race. We've got to pace ourselves. In other words, you need to know your limits, you need to know your weaknesses, and you need to depend on the Lord for your shortcomings. You know, you are not Superman. Okay, You cannot handle everything. You can't. I can do anything I want. You can't, all right? And so in the Christian race, you've got to pace yourself. You've got to understand your limits and your weaknesses. Uh, you need to allow others to come alongside you and help you. You need to come along, other side, uh, come alongside others. You need to help them, because remember, we're all in the race. We're all in the race together, and so we need to make sure we run with patience. There's no hurry, okay? There's no hurry. It's not like, oh, well, I, am gonna, I'm gonna finish before you. I mean, there's no, no there's no hurry. Run with patience. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not a patient person, okay? I am not patient, and maybe you are. That's good. Patience, I've discovered patience, is one of those things that every Christian needs to have patience. God, God, patience is very, very important in the Christian life. So, if you're not a patient person, you need to learn to become a patient person, and uh, only the, (laughs) it's the fruit of the Spirit. So, guess what? The Lord has to work that in your life, okay? You can't just be like, okay, now I'm going to be patient. Something God's got to work in your life, and allow Him to do that, so that you can be patient. You can run with patience. Pace yourself, now, I want you to notice a few characters in these verses. First, he mentions a great cloud of witnesses. Now, these are the ones who've finished their race already. They've already finished. And now they're watching us, and they're cheering us on. All right? They, they've already finished, and they are cheering us on. Now, we really don't know uh, to what extent that these, these people are, are watching us, you know. Um, I, I doubt they're watching every part of our lives. But, you know, maybe God allows them to have a glimpse Maybe God allows them every now to just uh, look down from heaven, glimpse upon us, and see how we're doing. Uh, I, I, that, would be, that would be amazing, really, to, to think about that. And just think about that. Just think about your loved ones who've, who've already passed away uh, looking down at you every now and then and seeing how you're doing. That is uh, hmm, it's sobering. And you want to you wanna do your best. You want to make sure that you are uh, living for the Lord. You don't want them to look down and be like, wow, what happened? And, uh, be disappointed. And so, uh, that, that's amazing, that these cloud of witnesses, uh, as Pastor said this morning, the, the spectators, right? They're watching. But then, in verse 2, we have Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know what? Jesus, if you will, Jesus is your coach. And guess what? He has already run the race, and he has finished strong. In fact, he set the world record, and no one's ever going to beat it. No one's ever going to beat the world record that Jesus set. Uh, because he ran a perfect race. Perfect. He didn't have a single stumble. He didn't have a single mistake. He was never distracted. He ran the perfect race. And he has, he has shown us uh, this is how you do it. He, he, look at it. It says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know what? Jesus' race, it was a much harder race than we have to run. His race involved the cross. His race, his race involved uh, extreme persecution and suffering and death for everyone. Uh, he paid that great penalty, the sins of the whole world upon his shoulders. Wow, we, we can't run a race even close to that. Not even close. And so he, he is our example. He has run that race, and now he's coaching us. Now he's helping us. He's not just sitting in heaven doing nothing. He's up there uh, encouraging us and helping us and giving us strength and grace to run our race. And I want you to notice in verse verse 1, it says, Let us lay aside every weight. Now you'll notice that runners don't wear heavy clothes, do they? They don't wear heavy clothes. They don't run in jeans or sweatshirts. They run in light clothing. They don't run with leather cowboy boots on. No, no, no. They run in lightweight, flexible, breathable sneakers that are made for running. Okay? Also, they usually don't carry anything while they run. I don't know about you. I've never seen a runner in a race with a suitcase or a backpack. No. They don't carry anything because that's going to slow them down. And you know what? Sometimes in the Christian race we burden ourselves with weights, worries, anxieties, hardships and besetting sin. It's like we've entered the race with a big backpack on. Okay? Or we have dumbbells in our hands. What? What are you doing? Why? You're not going to do you're not going to do very good. All right? In fact, it's like you're running in a suit of armor. What are you doing? Get your armor. Oh, what are you doing in that armor? Take that off. You need to lay aside those weights so that you can run lay them aside in fact cast them off cast them off you know in galatians chapter 5 verse 7 the apostle paul he said to the galatian christians ye did run well who did hinder you that you should not not obey the truth so he said hey you were running well but somebody hindered you you know you have to recognize what exactly it is or who it is that is hindering you in your race there might be a, a certain thing or a certain person that is hindering you. They're hindering you in your race, and you have to set them aside. And if it's, if it's a, a struggle or problem, you need to cast it off. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. you know, it's such a simple verse. You cast it off, and you know it's really profound. I think of worry. If you're like me, you tend to worry a lot. I have to catch myself, stop worrying. And you know, you've got to give your worries to God. And you've got to cast it on God and say, all right, Lord, here you go, please take my worries. And you know how you... There's a way to know that you're not worrying anymore. You know how you know? <laughs> when you're not worrying anymore, you're not thinking about it. And you're not... You're not, you, know, you know how you bring something back in your mind and you just you just mull over it and you think over it? Well, if that happens, you're still worried. You're still worrying about it. Now, just give it, a, give it to the Lord and say, all right, I'm done with this, and I'm going to give it to the Lord, cast it on Him, and I'm not even going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. And so if you bring that back up to your mind and you're thinking about it again, oh, no. Now, you, you, haven't, you haven't cast it off. You know, you haven't cast it upon the Lord. Sometimes we cast our burdens on the Lord and then we take them back. <laughs> We need to cast them on the Lord and leave them with the Lord because he can handle it. Lay aside the weights. Run with patience. Pace yourself. Know your weaknesses. Know your limitations. Pace yourself and get rid of the weights that slow you down in your race. That might be sin. That might be worry. Anxieties. That might be a specific person. All right? You've got to lay aside those weights, run with patience. Number three tonight, number three, focus on the prize. Focus on the prize. This takes us to Philippians chapter 3. So turn to Philippians chapter 3. Tonight, focus on the prize. This is such a wonderful passage here in Philippians chapter 3. Just two verses, verses 13 and 14 says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Now, here's the one thing. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Wow. You know what? A runner has one goal in mind. This goal is not to make the cover of a sports magazine. No, that's not it. It's not to simply finish the race. I just need to finish. No, that's not it. It's not to make his mom proud. That's not it. His goal is to win the prize. He wants to win. He wants the prize. He, he wants the medal, right? That's what he wants. He wants first place. And you know what? He's going to push himself to get that. He is going to push himself. He's going to push his body to its limits because he wants that prize. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. Notice the progression. First, he says, forgetting those things which are behind. You know, uh, a runner cannot look back while he is in the race. He's, he can't run and then look back. <laughs> that's going to be detrimental. That, that, that's going to be, uh, it, could, it, could, it could mean that he loses first place. He, he's in first place and he looks back because he's worried about the guy behind him and He's going to trip over his feet. Something's going to happen. No, you can't look back. You can't. Jesus said in Luke 9, 62, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. And we could say it like this. No man, having started the race and looking back, is fit for the prize. Stop looking back. Your past life, struggles, problems, leave them in the past. Leave them in the past. Don't look back on them. All right, You know what your past problems are? That's the weights that you took off. That's all that stuff that was weighing you down, and you, you left that there at the, the start line. Why would you look back at that? You don't, want, you don't need that. That's not even a part of the race. Leave it there and just look ahead. So he says, forgetting the things which are behind, and then he says, reaching forth unto those things which are before. All right, so a runner has to look forward to the finish line. He's looking forward, Now he's not looking to the side or behind him, straight ahead. You know, it's exciting to think about what God has for you just ahead on the racetrack. You know, uh, everyone, we're all in the Christian race, but we're, we're our, our race, it's, it's unique to you. It's different than, than, you know, it's different from someone else. It's unique to you. God has something for you that he doesn't have for someone else. And you will face obstacles on the racetrack. You'll have some, some long uphill climbs. Oh, those are killers, right? But you will also have some, some downhill terrain in which you can rest. So reach out for that which is ahead of you. It says, reaching forth unto those things which are before. Reach out for that which is just ahead of you. And then he says, I press toward the mark for the prize. You know the word press, you know what that means? It means to pursue. To pursue a runner, he's pursuing the prize. He wants it. He desperately wants it. I want first place. Second place, I don't want that. I want first place. And in the Christian life, pursue the prize. Push yourself to win the prize. Well, what is the prize? Look at verse 8, Philippians chapter 3. Look back at verse 8. It says, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss." For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. you see that? That I may win Christ. Jesus is the prize. He is the prize. For the Apostle Paul, he had to leave his old life behind. Look at what he says. Uh, all of these things, um, all these things he counted loss. And it says that he counted them as dung. Well, you know, the things that he was counting as dung, that was his former life as a Pharisee. Oh, my goodness. His credentials were amazing. I mean, he was blameless. He'd kept the law. He was blameless. He'd kept everything in the law. He he, he, he was a righteous Pharisee. He kept the law of God. I mean, it was just incredible. But it says he counts it now. He counts it as dung. His past. He counted it his his poop. Your past is poop. You never thought you'd hear that in a sermon, right? But you know what? Some of you hold on to your past. Oh, God could never use me because... No. What? That is poop. What are you doing? Leave that. That's disgusting. Leave it in the past. Uh, Put that behind you. Forget it. Because it stopped... Stop living in the past, and now press for the prize. Pursue that prize, and the prize is Jesus himself. He's the prize. And when Jesus is the prize, everything else pales in comparison. You know, your former life, that was before Jesus. That was before Jesus. Jesus has changed you. All right, everything is different now. So just leave that in the past and win Christ. And and notice in verse 9 he says, And be found in him. In verse 10, he says that I may know him. Are you, you seeing that it's all about Jesus? It's all about Jesus. You win Christ at salvation. You're founding Christ for the rest of your life. And you know Christ intimately for all of eternity. Wow, what a prize that is. What a prize. You can't top that prize. You can't find a better prize in all the universe than Jesus. What a prize that is. So, we need to press for the prize. We need to focus on the prize, pursue the prize, and Jesus is the prize every day. Pursue Jesus. Pursue Him. Pursue your relationship with Him. He is the prize. And it's very sad that many Christians today, they are saved and they know Jesus, but they are not pursuing Jesus. They are not pursuing Him. They're pursuing other things. They're pursuing the, the prizes of this world, which are temporary, which don't last. They look nice, but they cannot compare to the prize of Jesus. So pursue Him in your life. He's the prize that we must pursue. And then finally tonight, number four, last one here tonight, run to finish strong. And this takes us to 2 Timothy 4.7. 2 Timothy 4.7. This is a very famous verse. You're probably familiar with it. But uh, I I can't think of a, a more fitting end talking about the race than 2 Timothy 4, 7 that says this. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Wow. You know what? Every runner after the race, he wants to be able to say, I have finished. I finished. These are words of accomplishment. Jesus said these very words as he came to his finish line on the cross. John nineteen thirty, When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished! And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Wow. Jesus made it to the finish. The Apostle Paul could also honestly state this, that his race was just about over. He says, I have finished my course. He knew that very soon he would be martyred and he was ready. He was ready to finish his race. You know, the truth is, none of us knows where the finish line will be. We don't know. You know, for you, the finish line could be right around the corner, and you don't even know it. But we don't know. We don't know where that finish line is. And this is why it is crucial that we always run with all of our strength. We want to finish strong. I mean, we don't know when we're going to finish. So every day, run, run. Pursue the prize so that we may finish strong. No reserve, no retreat, no regrets. You might have heard that before. These are the words that William Borden wrote in his journal. You see, Borden, who desired to be a missionary to China, he he contracted spinal meningitis while he was in Egypt, and he died at the young age of 25. 25. You know what? He ran his race. And it was a short race. But Borden ran it faithfully. His determination inspired thousands of young people to surrender their lives to Christ. Run your race so that that at the end of that race, you can say, I have no regrets. No regrets. Tonight, as we close, we've seen that the Christian life is a race. You're in the race, whether you like it or not. Run to win, don't get sloppy. Run with patience. Pacing yourself as you go. Make the prize your motivation, and that is Christ. And then finally, run hard. Don't let up so that you will finish strong. In 1925, a deadly pandemic ravaged Nome, Alaska. Children were becoming sick and dying. A serum was delivered by train to Ninana, Alaska. 20 mushers and more than 100 sled dogs would be responsible to get the serum to Nome by relay. One musher from Nome was Leonard Sepala and his lead dog was Togo. As a young pup, Togo was overlooked by Sepala because he was small, he was weak, and worst of all, he was mischievous. However, Togo proved that he wanted to be in the pack. No matter what Sepala did, Togo always found a way to get free and, and run after the other dogs. He wanted to run. It was clear that Togo had the heart of a runner. After giving him a chance, Sepala was surprised to discover that Togo was actually faster than all of his other dogs. And so Togo became the lead dog. The serum run was grueling, and it was dangerous. The temperature was estimated at below 30 degrees, negative 30 degrees, and the gale force winds causing a wind chill of negative 85 degrees. The team crossed the exposed open ice of the Norton Sound, climbed a 5,000-foot mountain, and braved the severe blizzard weather. At one point, Seppala could not see, and he had to trust Togo to get to the roadhouse safely using his keen vision. Togo was able to do it, saving the team from freezing to death. You know, it's even more amazing because Togo was 12 years old at the time of the serum run. 12 years old. All the dog sled teams, they were to be commended. They did an average run of 31 miles. But only one team stands out as the real heroes. Seppala's team, led by Togo, ran for 264 miles. Incredible. Incredible. And this could, it could have not been possible if not for Togo, the dog who would never stop running. He would never quit. Even after Togo retired, so to speak... He was not content to be set aside. He would would run after Seppala and the dogs even after sustaining a paw injury. He didn't care. He wanted to run. You see, Togo had the heart of a runner. He ran for two clear reasons. First, he loved to run. But second, he loved his master. You know, there's some good reasons to run in the Christian life. Run because you want to Run. You don't quit. You want to keep running. I've got to keep running. Don't stop. But run because you love your master. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the Christian life, we need to have that heart the heart of a runner. You don't have to be the smartest, the strongest, or the fastest. You know, Togo certainly wasn't any of these. The important thing is that you keep running. Keep running. Don't ever quit. Don't ever stop. Don't ever stop pursuing God's perfect will for your life. Don't ever stop pursuing the prize. As the Apostle Paul would say, So run that ye may obtain. Run for the prize. Run to win. And run to hear those words after you cross the finish line. Well done. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. amen man i love that story of togo it's inspiring isn't it and you know if you've ever watched a sports movie they're they're always so inspiring aren't they you know you've got the athlete the main character and they're struggling and they persevere they push through they win the game or whatever and it's so inspiring it just makes you feel really good And uh, that really should translate into our Christian lives because we are all in the race together, you know. And and the Christian life—it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. And so we have to pace ourselves, take your time, don't kill yourselves, don't push yourself too hard, but also recognize that you are in the race. Don't give up. Don't say I can't do it anymore. Don't throw in the towel. You've got to keep going, keep running, and run to win. And so I hope that was uh, encouraging and helpful today. Now, I did want to remind you about our Kickstarter. My church is making a movie. It's a, it's a fun family film called Legend of the Golden String, and we are raising funds for this movie. You can go to the website we've got, goldenstringmovie.com, and there you can find a link to the Kickstarter and we're, we're, we're just about halfway through this Kickstarter. It is going to April 16th, so please, if you're able to, any donation would be great. You can donate any amount, but there's also uh, rewards you can get for donating certain amounts, and you can see all that there on the Kickstarter. But sure, would appreciate it if you're able to donate and help us out. That would be great. You've only got until April 16th, so please keep that in mind, and please consider donating. Uh, also, you can check out my website paulrobinsonbooks.com, dot and you can see my books there. And let me tell you a secret: I am almost done with my next book, and I'm hoping to to bring it out, uh, have it out in the next couple months. And so, stay tuned for that. That's really exciting, and believe me, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great book. I think it's gonna be a blessing and so looking forward to that um, also you can uh, donate to this podcast if you'd like there's a link at the end of the description of this episode so you can donate there uh, any amount and that would be a great blessing my church's YouTube channel is Northside Baptist Church Northland, Colorado and there you can see the messages not only that I preach but the pastor and the other assistant pastors preach and a lot of wonderful sermons there so uh, be sure to check it out Thank you so much for listening today. I'm Paul Robinson, and until next time, God bless you.